Good evening, everyone. For those of you that do not know me, or perhaps we're <clears throat> gathering together for the first time, my name is C.L. King. I am known as the Impact Motivator. And my mission, along with our team at Impact Life 24-7, is to make an impact one life, one day at a time in students, moms and dads, educators, community leaders around the world. I'm sitting here in the studios of Impact Life 24-7 <clears throat> and very, very blessed to host a podcast that has some national reach and international reach and blessed to be a part of, of, you know, what's going on in the world and trying to do my part to contribute. And so I wanted to just have a few moments with you tonight to share some words of encouragement because I think they are necessary. I think they are important, not just because they're my words, but when we find out that, that people are hurting, it's important for us to, we can't just weigh in on every hot button topic, but as the impact motivator, I feel it's my obligation to be a voice in this end time in this generation, my, I'm on the other side of my life, you know, the other side of the hill. And I still have a passion to reach a generation and young people. And that, that's a passion of mine. And so when we <clears throat> were flooding one another's Facebook pages the other day with posts about our kids' first day of school, you know, we were all full of nostalgia nostalgia, and full of hope and promise. It's been kind of the dog days of summer. It's been a long, hot summer. And we have looked to the fall to cool things off, the start of a new school year, back to more predictable routines, and our kids getting back with their friends and over the last couple years with all the abnormal schedules and life changes that we've had to make, perhaps we are seeing the beginnings of what a return to normalcy looks like. And it was with great anticipation and promise that we started this next school year. And I seen moms and dads and kids, I did it myself, posting their kids with the, the, the youngest ones, holding a sign first day of kindergarten to the oldest ones going into their senior years with their fresh clothes, nice haircuts, brand new book bags, and there's a lot of anticipation, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of, a lot of hope in the potential 
that this school year presented. I waxed poetic on my post about Jeremiah that he had been in school now for 1800 and something days and here he is all he's got to do is finish the last 180 you're down to the last 180 son and and then you can uh, take the world by its tail and and fulfill your your place in this rat race called society but but you can make your own place and and have a name that carries long after your dad and and mom have gone on to their reward. It was a special day. And it causes to me reflect to for me to reflect about this day. How just four short days ago, we in the region that I live in were full of excitement and rushing at the last minute to get the 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 oranges and cupcakes and top ramen noodles or whatever we were going to put in our kids lunchbox and you know many of us took off work or or called out to to see that first day make to make it special to make it memorable to make sure that we we took pictures with each other because it it was a day of of new beginnings it was a day of promise and when you compare that day with this day, you're often presented with a conflict of how could just four mere days ago, could we be wrapped with such a tapestry of promise and such a cloak of anticipation to now in our region we're adorned with despair and grief once again. I think about a gentleman who I've spoken on before and it gives me great pleasure to talk about him because of the amazing exploits that he did. You know, it was it was around 1942 that a gentleman named Desmond Doss decided to enlist or he was drafted in the United States Army. And he didn't refuse his enlistment on the grounds of being a conscientious objector, which means he didn't he didn't want to fire a weapon. He considered himself a conscientious cooperator. And he wanted to do his part in this war. But his part, good evening, Greg, his part was to save lives. His part was not to take lives. So he was drafted and he said, I'm not going to refuse to go. But if I go, the reason why I'm going is to save lives. And he is credited on a fate-filled, bloody battle in 1945 during the month of April. It was April 29th, 1945. He undertook a, a series of remarkable life-saving events that earned him the highest 
and the nation's highest military honor known as the Medal of Honor. Where he, on the low estimate, went back at Hacksaw Ridge and saved and lowered to safety 75 wounded servicemen. Some estimates say that it was well over 100. And if you never had the privilege of seeing Hacksaw Ridge, you should do yourself a favor and see it. But one of the most glaring, screaming at the top of our proverbial minds is the statement that he said every time he lowered one soldier down. He said, Lord, help me to just get one more. Every time he would go and they had, they had made fun of him because he, he didn't want to fire a weapon and, and he lowered another soldier down. He would go back in the middle and in the midst of carnage and at risk of his own life. His prayer was, Lord, help me to get just one more. And with the tragic news of a young student who I knew personally, he was a part of some ministries that my wife and I were a part of here in, in Jacksonville that we started years ago to know that a, a young man who's four days into what we know as the beginning of the school year tragically has lost his life due to violence on a school campus. I had to do what my, what my calling is and just, just tell you that the loss of one is a loss for all. The loss of one is a loss for us all. You see, because this young man who lost his life due to being stabbed on, on a school campus, he probably approached this school year with the same giddy, nostalgic feelings that we all had. Even though we loved going to the beach and even though we loved swimming in the pool, even though we loved going to Dairy Queen this summer, we were like, okay, thank God for multiple seasons because this summer has been long. And everybody, I can imagine this young man was, was ready to return back to kind of the regiment and rudiments of the school year. Because guess what? For, for 12 years, this is what was, was known to him. And on the fourth day of school, it's all over. I cannot declare to you enough that the loss of one is a loss for all. You know, when Desmond Doss was pulling those soldiers who were mortally wounded off of that Okinawan hill 
risking his own life to lower them to safety because there was a gulf between the top of the hill and and where there was safety to extract them. He he proclaimed and exclaimed with great urgency that Lord help me to just reach one more. And this 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 silly sign that I wear on my hat and these trappings that I have in this studio and and when you see me out on the road it is it is not to heap upon myself some sort of artificial wealth so that I can be known as a, a great speaker but my my mission is similar and parallel to to the great man Desmond Doss to say God I've got to get to one more and everything else that is so important has now come to a screeching halt in this family's life. They don't care about our politics, our proclivities to go to one side of the corner or the other. It's, it's a loss for all of us. I, I, I thought, as I went to see my son, Jeremiah, who was good friends with this kid, I, he's still at work tonight, and I, Charity and I went by there just to check on him because the kids were really shooken up at school today. And uh, shout out to all the, the staff and, and um, educators and law enforcement who responded to this situation. But I went by, and and uh, the great E-man, as you know, he was counseling and comforting students and Dr. Barnes was on the campus. Just man, this, this white Oak community does. And it's just a family, right? Well, went to see Jeremiah at his little pizza job and, and he's there making pizzas, man. And as I walked out the door, it's like, you know what? He's there working, but it's a loss for him. They got remote education tomorrow. And all of us are going to be thinking about why we're remote. A loss of one, Greg. One, one, it was a loss of one. Has now become a loss for us all. And one of the things that is my burning passion, which I, which is why we are trying with every, I don't, why we are trying with every fiber of our being to try to reach as many young people as we can is because we know the value of one moms and dads you know the value when you send when you send that one child out the door you you know the value of their of your baby but what sometimes i don't think we recognize is how that that child is an extension of that greater community. The, the fingerprints of that child are on various places in the community that we've, we've crossed paths. And there were some there, there were some people out there that, that I know personally spoke, into this young man's life. There, there, are, there are people out there that I know personally that, that 
prayed for this young man. There are, there are people out there that I, I know personally that, that, that tonight are, are, are going to sleep a little differently because his life was prematurely snatched away. And I say, man, God help us to get one more. Because if we lose one, it affects us all. Desmond realized that if I don't get this soldier down, if I don't reach this this soldier right here, if I if whatever whatever my efforts are, then it, it takes effort, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't just take politics. It doesn't just take speeches. It doesn't just take uh, programs. It takes effort. Well, you have to be intentional to reach somebody. It don't just happen because you got a title or a degree or some sort of lofty position. It takes effort to reach a soul, a heart, a human being, a child. It takes effort, resilient effort, man. It, it, if you get in, if you get into this thing of, of helping people down Hacksaw Ridge and you're doing it just for, for, for hope, hopefully adding more medals or ribbon to your chest, then you're in it for the wrong reason. See, Desmond, Desmond Doss, what he, he could have cared less about the medal of honor. What he knew is that he said the loss of one is a loss for a family, for a community, for a church, for a village, for a hamlet. I can't let him, I can't let that one go. I can't lose one more. God help me to reach one more. And I sit here tonight feeling as if my efforts failed because I had a cute little program I tried to bring these kids to years ago. And I, I've been out here trying to beg schools and community centers to let me be a voice outside of your normal program because sometimes it takes an outside voice. I'm just telling you, you, got, you guys got to learn the value of that. Sometimes it takes an outside, an outside entity to help you accomplish your agenda. I'm learning that. So you can have the players on the field, but you still need a coach. You follow? It, it's just, it, there's just something about someone with a different perspective, but with the same mission. And so when I, when I see these young men and I see these young women traversing through the areas that I'm at, I'm just praying, Lord, let something that I say reach them. Let it be as if it is a harness pulled up under their arms as Desmond Doss did. Let it be as, as, I, as I say words to them that sometimes provoke them a little bit and sometimes make them squirm a little bit in their seats. Let it be as if I'm lowering them down this hill because, man, if I can reach this one, then this one will affect so many more. My foster mom recognized that, that it was, it was about reaching me. Because if she lost me, a whole lot of people would have been affected. A loss of one is a loss for all. I pray 
for this family. I know their siblings' situations. I pray for for all of them, man. I pray. We need to pray for for our kids, our students, our educators, our law enforcement. But I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that as long as there is humanity, there will be this thing called choice. Listen to me, young people. As long as there are human beings breathing on this earth, there will be this thing called choice and choice can override every other intervention. You could put a 19,000 foot steel barbed wire gate around every school in every district and human choice can find a way to supplant it and circumvent it. Nobody anticipated in the little sleepy town of Jacksonville, North Carolina, that on day number four, we would be lamenting the loss of so precious of a life. And so we must refix our focus on this rigid, cruel heel and say, help me to get one more. Can I, can I just reach one more? If what I say guarantees a young person's success, then nothing else for me in life matters. Because the loss of one is a loss for all. So hug those babies tight tonight. Pray for our leaders. If it was an easy job, everyone would be doing it. Talk to your kids about choice. Talk to your talk to your students. Just because they just because they go from one grade to the next does not mean that you don't still have a voice in their life. They still matter. That they're still your they're still your baby. And moms and dads, uncles, grandparents, cousins, and the E-mans of the world, we gotta speak into these young people's lives. Even when it seems like they're not listening. Even when it seems like, you know, I'm helping our team is helping Sheriff, and I'll let you guys go. Our team is helping the great sheriff, Chip Hughes. There in the Craven County Sheriff's Department, we go there every month for free to pour into these residents who are falling on some tough times. I go there and I, I give two sessions of dynamic, over-the-top motivation and inspire them and provoke them to when they get out those doors, don't ever come back. Right? It's important. That when you think somebody's not listening, still keep keep speaking. 
you you don't don't determine that a person's not worth talking to because maybe their posture is a certain way. Because Desmond Dawes saw what would be considered mortally wounded people on the battlefield. And if they had a pulse, if they had a breath, he was lowering them down. Didn't matter how bad their wounds or posture was. He said, Lord, help me to reach one more. Because he understood. As I think we understand. That a loss of one is a loss for us all. God bless this family this young person's soul. Have a good night.